This detailed teaching from the Buddha on the Four Noble Truths is taken from the Longa Sutta, the Mahasatipatthana Sutta, from the Diga Nikaya. A meditator remains focused on mental qualities in and of themselves with reference to the Four Noble Truths. And how does one remain focused on mental qualities in and of themselves with reference to the Four Noble Truths? There is the case where one discerns, as it has come to be, that this is stress. This is the cause of stress. This is the cessation of stress. This is the way leading to the cessation of stress. Birth is stressful. Aging is stressful. Death is stressful. Sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress and despair are stressful. Association with the unbeloved is stressful. Separation from the loved is stressful. Not getting what one wants is stressful. In short, the five clinging aggregates are stressful. And what is birth? Whatever birth, taking birth, descent, coming to be, coming forth, appearance of aggregates and acquisition of sense fears of the various beings, in this or that group of beings. That is called birth. And what is ageing? Whatever ageing, decrepit, brokenness, greying, wrinkling, decline of life force, weakening of the faculties of the various beings, in this or that group of beings, that is called aging. And what is death? Whatever deceasing, passing away, breaking up, disappearance, dying, death, completion of time, break up of the aggregates, Casting off of the body. Interruption in the life faculty of the various beings in this or that group of beings. That is called death. And what is sorrow? Whatever sorrow, sorrowing, sadness, inward sorrow, 
inward sadness of anyone suffering from misfortune, touched by a painful thing. That is called sorrow. And what is lamentation? Whatever crying, grieving, lamenting, weeping, wailing. Lamentation of anyone suffering from misfortune, touched by a painful thing, that is called lamentation. And what is pain? Whatever is experienced as bodily pain, bodily discomfort, pain or discomfort born of bodily contact, that is called pain. And what is distress? Whatever is experienced as mental pain, mental discomfort, pain or discomfort born of mental contact, that is called distress. And what is despair? Whatever despair, despondency, desperation of anyone suffering from misfortune, touched by a painful thing, that is called despair. And what is the stress of association with the unbeloved? There is the case where undesirable, unpleasing, unattractive sights, sounds, aromas, flavours or tactile sensations occur to one or one has connection, contact, relationship, interaction with those who wish one ill, who wish for one's harm, who wish for one's discomfort, who wish one no security from the yoke. This is called the stress of association with the unbeloved. And what is the stress of separation from the loved? There is the case where desirable, pleasing, attractive sights, sounds, aromas, flavours or tactile sensations do not occur to one, or one has no connection, no contact, no relationship, no interaction with those who wish one well, who wish for one's benefit, who wish for one's comfort, who wish one security from the yoke, nor with one's mother, father, brother, sister, friends, companions or relatives. This is called the stress of separation from the loved.
And what is the stress of not getting what one wants? In being subject to birth, the wish arises. Oh, may we not be subject to birth, and may birth not come to us. But this is not to be achieved by wishing. This is the stress of not getting what one wants. In being subject to ageing, illness, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress and despair, the wish arises. Oh, may we not be subject to ageing, illness, death and so on. But this is not to be achieved by wishing. This is the stress of not getting what one wants. And what are the five clinging aggregates that, in short, are stress? Form as a clinging aggregate. Feeling as a clinging aggregate. Perception as a clinging aggregate. Mental fabrications as a clinging aggregate. Consciousness as a clinging aggregate. These are called the five clinging aggregates that, in short, are stress. This is called the noble truth of stress. And what is the noble truth of the cause of stress? The craving that makes for further becoming, accompanied by passion and delight, relishing now here and now there, that is, craving for sensuality, craving for becoming, craving for non-becoming. And where does this craving, when arising, arise? And where, when dwelling, does it dwell? Whatever seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world, that is where this craving, when arising, arises. That is where, when dwelling, it dwells. And what seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world? The eye seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world. That is where this craving arises. That is where it dwells. The ear seems agreeable. The nose, the tongue, the body the intellect. Forms, sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations, ideas, 
Eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose, tongue, body consciousness, intellect, eye contact, ear, nose, tongue, body contact, intellect contact. Feeling born of eye contact, of ear contact, nose, tongue, body contact. Feeling born of intellect contact. Perception of forms, of sounds, smells, tastes. Tactile sensations, ideas, intention for forms, sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations and ideas. Craving for forms, for sounds, for smells, tastes, tactile sensations, craving for ideas. Thought directed at forms, at sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations. Thought directed at ideas. Evaluation of forms, sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations. Evaluation of ideas seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world. That is where this craving, when arising, arises. That is where, when dwelling, it dwells. This is called the noble truth of the cause or origination of stress. And what is the noble truth of the cessation of stress? the remainderless fading and cessation, renunciation, relinquishment, release, and letting go of that very craving. And where, when being abandoned, is this craving abandoned? And where, when ceasing, does it cease? Whatever seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world, that is where, when being abandoned, this craving is abandoned. That is where, when ceasing, 
it ceases. And what seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world? The eye seems endearing and agreeable. That is where when being abandoned, this craving is abandoned. That is where when ceasing, it ceases. The ear seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world. The nose, the tongue, the body, the intellect. Forms, sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations, ideas. Eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose, tongue, body consciousness, intellect consciousness, eye contact, ear contact, nose, tongue, body contact, intellect contact. Feeling born of eye contact, feeling born of e-contact, feeling born of nose, tongue, body, intellect contact. Perception of forms, of sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations, Perception of ideas. Intention for forms, sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations and ideas. Craving for forms, for sounds, for smells, Tastes, tactile sensations, craving for ideas. Thought directed at forms, at sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations. Thought directed at ideas. Evaluation of forms, sounds, smells, tastes, tactile sensations. Evaluation of ideas seems endearing and agreeable in terms of the world. That is where, when being abandoned, this craving is abandoned. That is where, when ceasing, it ceases. This is called the noble truth of the cessation of stress.
And what is the noble truth of the path of practice leading to the cessation of stress? Just this very noble eightfold path. Right view. Right intention. Right speech. Right action. Right livelihood. Right effort. Right mindfulness. And right concentration. And what is right view? Knowledge with regard to stress. Knowledge with regard to the cause of stress. Knowledge with regard to the cessation of stress. Knowledge with regard to the way of practice leading to the cessation of stress. This is called Right view. And what is right intention? Aspiring to renunciation, to freedom from ill will, to harmlessness. This is called right intention. And what is right speech? Abstaining from lying, from divisive speech, from abusive speech, and from idle chatter. This is called right speech. And what is right action? Abstaining from taking life, from stealing and from illicit sex. This is called right action. And what is right livelihood? There is the case where a disciple of the noble ones, having abandoned dishonest livelihood, keeps their life going with right livelihood. This is called right livelihood. And what is right effort? There is the case where a meditator generates desire, endeavours, arouses persistence, upholds and exerts their intent for the sake of the non-arising of evil, unskillful qualities that have not yet arisen for the sake of the abandoning of evil, unskillful qualities that have arisen, for the sake of the arising of skillful qualities that have not yet arisen, and for the maintenance, non-confusion, increase, plentitude, development, and culmination of skillful qualities that have arisen. This is called right effort. And what is right mindfulness? 
There is the case where a meditator remains focused on the body in and of itself. Ardent, alert and mindful. Putting aside greed and distress with reference to the world. They remain focused on feelings in and of themselves. The mind in and of itself. Mental qualities in and of themselves. Ardent, alert and mindful. Putting aside greed and distress with reference to the world. This is called right mindfulness. And what is right concentration? There is the case where a meditator, quite withdrawn from sensuality, withdrawn from unskillful mental qualities, enters and remains in the first jhana. Rapture and pleasure born from withdrawal, accompanied by directed thought and evaluation. With the stilling of directed thought and evaluation, one enters and remains in the second jhana. Rapture and pleasure born of composure. Unification of awareness free from directed thought and evaluation. Internal assurance. With the fading of rapture, one remains equanimous, mindful and alert, and with pleasant feeling in relation to the body. One enters and remains in the third jhana, of which the noble ones declare, equanimous and mindful, one has a pleasant abiding, With the abandoning of pleasure and pain, as with the earlier disappearance of elation and distress, one enters and remains in the fourth jhana. Purity of equanimity and mindfulness. Neither pleasure nor pain. This is called right concentration. This is called the noble truth of the path of practice, leading to the cessation of stress. In this way, one remains focused internally on mental qualities, in and of themselves, or externally on mental qualities, in and of themselves.
or both internally and externally, on mental qualities in and of themselves. Or one remains focused on the phenomenon of origination with regard to mental qualities. On the phenomenon of passing away with regard to mental qualities. Or on the phenomenon of origination and passing away with regard to mental qualities. Or mindfulness that there are mental qualities is maintained to the extent of knowledge and remembrance. And one remains independent, not clinging to anything in the world. This is how a meditator remains focused on mental qualities in and of themselves with reference to the Four Noble Truths.